0: Welcome to the Playing Injured Podcast, where we have conversations that help people turn their adversity into their advantage. Welcome to another episode of Playing Injured. Uh, I'm I'm excited for for this episode. Me and and Corey, we've already chatted a little bit for about 15 minutes, man, just off the cuff, (laughs) talking football, talking different things. And uh, I'm pumped to get into it. Uh, Today on the show, we have Coach Corey Little. Emphasis on coach because he'll be our coach today. Uh, But he's a nutritionist, a weight loss guru, and the leader of the anti-diet revolution. Corey, how you doing today?
1: Oh man, I'm I'm better than I deserve, buddy. Thank you so much for having me, Josh.
0: For sure, for sure. Um, well, if you've listened to any episode of Playing Injured, um, I always love starting an episode with who is Corey? What's your background? And how do you spend your time today?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. And and like I said, man, thank you so much. I'm honored to be here. You you I've listened to a few of your episodes and it's it's good stuff. So who is Corey, man? That that's a great question. So, you know, I To a large degree, I'm just a regular guy that loves helping other people live better lives. Like, that's just the long and short of it. I just, I love helping people do what they thought they couldn't do. And for a lot of my work, that happens in the world of weight loss and health. So, you know, for, I work with a lot of people who are kind of chronic dieters and they're constantly, you know, in and out or maybe just stuck in this vicious diet cycle where, you know, maybe it, for some people, it's a weekly thing, right? It's like, okay, Monday, I'm going to get on it. I'm going to crush it. And, you know, they crush it through Thursday and then, uh oh, here comes the weekend. You know, yeah. they do what I call like a five, two diet. It's like through the week, they're killing it. And then the two days on the weekend, it's like, bah, it's all over the place. And so, you know, maybe it's that. and then come Monday again, it's like, uh oh, and it's this, it's this weird thing where it's almost like a blend of I really want to get my body in shape, but then it's like this men- mental punishment that goes on. And so whether it's on a weekly cycle or even if it's bigger than that, some people, you know, they they do some big weight loss challenge and maybe they hang in there for six weeks, eight weeks or whatever, but then ultimately, you know, they slip into some really negative patterns. But the thing that I've observed over my 20 plus years of working with people is that, man, weight loss is about so much more than our body. Weight loss is about someone's relationship to themselves. Weight loss and especially if someone's had repeated attempts and, you know, repeatedly tried and failed and tried and failed, that creeps up in their head. And then it it creates, I and mean, we really all have this, it's just that really fuels what I call the bully in your brain. Yeah. And so the bully in your brain starts, you know, it's just that little negative voice in your head, you know, it taunts you and berates you and belittles you and discourages you. It's that little terrible voice that we would just like be like, oh, shut up. And we think it's us and i like to really kind of make that a third person you know like wait that's the bully in your brain getting after you so then it's like wait a minute wait a minute it's me versus the bully that really can kind of empower people and so man that's what i love to do i love to help people overcome the bully in their brain to do the mm-hmm. things they thought they couldn't do and and you and i touched on this before and i'll go ahead and, sorry i get fired up about this stuff man i know i'm supposed to be talking about who i am but this is who i am this is what i do yeah i love it so um i believe when you approach weight loss, right. It's not even really weight loss. We're going after
0: Mm.
1: when you do it right. When, when you step by step, change your habits, change your, begin to notice your patterns and change your patterns. And when you begin to overcome that bully in your brain and adopt some new thoughts and adopt some new beliefs, and then, then this is the biggest thing, man, at at the, at the foundation of it all. When you begin to improve your relationship, not with food, but when you begin to improve your relationship with yourself, man, then weight loss, weight loss is, is it's just a side effect. You know, like the scales will take care of themselves, man. The scales will take care of themselves, how your clothes fit. That will take care of themselves. When you begin to improve your relationship with yourself and you begin to love yourself more and show up for yourself and stay integrity with yourself, weight loss takes care of itself. The problem is almost, you know it, man, like we all go about it backwards. It's like, okay, even though we don't realize it, we don't say it out loud, what's kind of below the surface there in our brain. It's like, man, I really want, I really want to love myself more. I really want to like not hate what I see in the mirror. I really want to not cringe at like when people want to take a picture of me. And so if I can lose this weight, then I'll have, then I'll feel better about myself. Then I'll have more confidence. Then I'll have a better relationship with myself. When in reality, I believe it's the other way around. Yeah. And so, so that's, that's, that's what I coach people to do. That's, yeah. uh, that's who I am and what I do.
0: You know, that this you said so many amazing things right there, and you talk about the bully in your brain, and that happens so often in when we mess up, and this is anything in life, right? <laughs> Not just dieting, mm-hmm. which I believe that this way of thinking—if you can get it right in your dieting—you might be. I think it's a great chance it'll lead and bleed to the rest of your life, and so, man, talking about the bully in your brain, and, and that's when you mess up, right? you feel Mm -hmm. some type of guilt, you feel some type of shame, and it kind of kills your confidence in your love for yourself, your self-esteem, how you feel about yourself. It lowers it. And so that's why I want to ask you, is that why you are anti-diet, anti-scale? Because it, it does actually feed the bully instead of starving the bully in your brain.
1: Amen, man. That's so well said. Absolutely. So, you know, it's funny, like, so when we talk about like me being anti diet, anti scale, like I'm I'm <laughs> I'm anti a lot of things in the weight <laughs> loss industry. Because right. the fun, the funny part is like I'm part of the weight loss industry, right? Like I'm I'm you know I'm I'm helping people lose weight, but it's it's really kind of weird and it's different because like my background and you and I were talking about this earlier, man. It, so I could start a competing in bodybuilding when I was seventeen. Yeah, and I competed for about ten years. I did photo shoots. I was, I was in magazines. I, you know, I, like I competed at a national level. I won a junior Olympic gold medal. I played second in the super body world championship. Like I, I was, I was legit getting after it, you know? And so like, I had abs nonstop for 10, 12, 15 years. Yeah. And that's the stuff that, that living at that extreme is part of what made me swing to this other end where I was like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Like, Because now, especially like I'm old, I'm old guy, man, I'm 44. So back when I was competing and doing all that, like Instagram didn't exist. Facebook may have barely been just getting started, but like it was, it was almost like back in the MySpace days and I wasn't on there. But my point is like now we live in such a visual world, right? And so people are so inundated with pictures of like, Ooh, I want my legs to look like that. Ooh, I want, I want that kind of booty. Ooh, I want abs like that. Ooh, I want shoulders like that. Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. And so we see all those things. And then people begin like your average everyday Jane or Joe, who's busy trying to provide for their family and raise their kids and do all of those incredibly important things. They want to get it, quote unquote, get in shape. And they see all these images. And for them, they think that's what being in shape means.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not realize not realizing that to get to that level, it's like a freaking full-time job, man. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I've and, and that's what I try to tell people. Like, I've been there, I have had three percent body fat. I've stood on stage and done photo shoots. And it it's incredible in the moment, but it's really no fun. And you have no life. and, and I believe anyone can take their body anywhere they want to go with it. If they want to have ripped abs and get to 3% body fat, they can do that. But is it worth what it's going to take to get there? And if you want some sort of a life, then I believe that life is found in what I call the magical middle. Now, that was a really, really, really long winded way. I love it. I love it. Of, love of it. answering your question about anti diet, anti scales. Yeah, the reason I am so anti diet, anti scales, and I'm also kind of anti before and after pictures mm-hmm. is because it never tells the whole
0: story. Not at like all.
1: I, I always tell my clients the scales never tell the whole story and they rarely tell, excuse me, excuse me, the scales rarely tell the truth and they never tell the whole story. Mm hmm. You and I both know, man. You're a former athlete. Like, yeah. you ca- you probably carry a lot of muscle mass. I can tell by looking at you right now. You carry a lot of muscle mass, according yeah. to the scales and the BMI. You're probably to some degree overweight.
0: Overweight, yeah.
1: And look, I man, I see you. You're not <laughs> you're not out of shape, you know. <laughs> right. And so, you know, people get these ideas in their head that the scale is the be all, end all, and then not only the scales, but like I have to do this diet. This diet is the only path to success. And what I believe is. All that, all those things, like you said, they not only fuel the bully in your brain, but they can just derail you. I, I equate it to this. I'll say this. I'll be quiet and let you let you let you jump back in here. It's like if somebody wanted to make more money, mm-hmm. if they're just looking at their bank account, that's all they're looking at. Well, man, I can go rob a bank, and my bank account's instantly going to go up. Well, well, wait, wait, wait. Like is that is that really going to give you the life that you want? My point is, if you're just looking at the scales. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of crap you can do to get the scales to go down. There's a lot of bad decisions you can make to get the scales to go down, but wait, hold on. Is that really the, is that really going to give you the life you want to live? Yeah. There's so much more to life than just the scale.
0: So yeah. Sorry. That's a, no, it's you're, you're, you're hitting it right on point. You're hitting it right on point. I think folks get so attached to the number on the scale that they forget everything else. And when you're attached to something, you, you know, I, I don't know the the law of attachment of, of detachment, right? Actually detaching from a result. Because when you're attached to a result, like I have to have this weight, it comes from a place of insecurity and it's coming from a place of I'm not good enough right now or I'm no. not worthy right now. Um, and so like you said before, if you can feel great now about yourself, r- improve the relationship with yourself the weight kind of just drops off as a result. Right.
1: Absolutely.
0: So one thing I want to read, I was looking through your Instagram, I I stock all my guests (laughs) Uh, at this point, I could be a detective, but I was looking at your Instagram, right. And I'm I'm looking at my other uh, uh, screen here and it says, next time you step on the scale and it's crazy that we're talking about this says next time you step on the scale, please remember, and I'm going to go through a few things and you I wonder if you remember this, this post. Oh, this yeah. is from a while ago. It says, please remember the scale can't measure how hard you, you've been working. It can't measure how great of a mom or a dad or friend you are. It can't measure your kindness or your heart. It can't measure how much love you give. It can't measure what an amazing human you are. It can only measure the downward force you put on the earth. That's it. And there's so much more to you than that. Maybe our focus should be gaining life and not just losing weight. It's amazing. It's amazing when you put it like that, man. It's amazing when you put it like that because people, like I said, they get so attached to this is going to make me feel better when already you are an amazing human being right now. And so, that way of thinking is going to make this journey of life, period, more fun, more amazing, more fulfilling, um, and quite frankly, it'll make it a lot easier.
1: <laughs> Amen. No, absolutely, absolutely, brother. It's <laughs> it, it. It is it, like that, that. That the one of the last ones you read there. The scales will only tell you, and it's legit. It is. It is a scientific fact. Your downward force on the earth. That's it. Yep. That's it. Yet we like we hang so many other things on, onto like what the, that we think that number means to us, and people do it, and they don't even realize it. And whenever I work with someone, whenever okay, all of your listeners, anybody out there who's who's would like to lose some weight or trying to lose some weight, if the process of losing weight or trying to lose weight feels frantic and full of emotion and full of stress. It is because you are attaching something to that weight loss goal that is not meant to be attached to it. Mm. That's what I see so many times, you know, it's like, even though people don't realize it, it's, in a nutshell, it's, if I can only lose this weight, my life will be so much better. All of my life. They believe that, you know, losing the weight will help fix their marriage that they'll instantly feel um more attractive that they will instantly be a better parent that they'll like all those other things I mentioned you know they'll instantly be more respected in their community or at work or they'll instantly uh you know they'll instantly they'll instantly even though they don't realize it have a better relationship with themselves like they 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 want the very things that are underneath it they just don't quite understand what is underneath it. And, and what really, what I notice after coaching people again and again and again, what breaks people's heart is not that they're overweight. It's not that, it's not that the scales don't move. It, It's that they believe they can't be successful. They have, they have failed themselves so many times. They've tried some crazy freaking unrealistic diet <laughs> that, that you or I wouldn't want to do, you know, as former yeah. athletes, they've tried that over and over again so many times. And they failed and they've tried and failed and tried and failed. And so now they're sitting in this place of just complete disappointment and just hopelessness thinking, man, I can't do this. I am not a success. And, you know, oftentimes the weight loss world is really geared towards women, but this is a massive thing for men, right? Like as men, we want, man, we want to conquer. We want to see a goal and go after it and go get it. And like you said, when we got too much attachment to that goal, it, it, it can just really wreak havoc on us. I often tell my clients, look, I want you to have goals. I want you to lose weight. Write those things down. Then once you get them, once you write them down, fold them up, you know, put them on a piece of paper, fold that paper up and put it away, get it out of your way because it's only going to distract you in the here and now from doing the very things that will get you there.
0: So yes. yeah, man. Well, so how, how, how have you helped people get out of that way of thinking? Mm. Right. Cause it, it's one thing to feel the bully in the brain. And I think, um, I don't know if you truly overcome it. I think the, Sometimes we all we all kind of we might feel that that every once in a while it's important for us to be aware of it and kind of shut it down. Well, how have we helped folks kind of get overcome that that bully of the brain kind of syndrome?
1: So I think what you said right there is is something that we fly by, but I think it's of massive importance. You said, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's important to be aware of it. Well, the big thing that a lot that I think we don't realize for a lot of people, they're not aware of it. Like we, most people just think every thought that runs through their head is theirs. Right. You know, and it's just, and and that's why I said, I really like to personify that little voice because then we can begin to see it more clearly and we can begin to almost attack it, you know? So that awareness piece is huge just to teach people to understand and begin to catch and notice those things. I call it like a mental antivirus. You know, your computer got, has an antivirus running on it right now. Yeah. And so anytime there's an attack that the antivirus doesn't go to sleep, the antivirus is going all the time. And anytime, oh, oh, here, Josh, here's something, here's something might, might not be good. And what I try to teach my people to do, what I coach my people to do and it takes some time, but is to have kind of like this mental antivirus running so that they can begin to see, oh my goodness. And people, people in my group will say, they'll post, they'll be like, man, you know what the bully was saying today? Let me tell you what happened. And then let me tell you what the bully said. And it's so powerful to see them begin to see that, to see them begin to separate themselves from all that negativity and all that toxic thought, those toxic, you know, limiting beliefs and all those different things like that. And so That awareness piece is so massive. I always tell people, you know, look, I could be, I could have cancer right now. I could have cancer growing inside my body. And if I'm not aware of it, I'm powerless. I'm powerless. Every doctor is powerless until we know it. So until we know about that boy in our brain, we're powerless. So that's the first key step is that awareness and beginning to beginning to just see it and kind of, and then what I like to say, because we all We live in a microwave world, right? We all want something quick. We all want something that'll, you know, take care of the problem, but we have to just chip away at it. Like, like if you want to, if I want to get better at my free throws, right, Josh, you're going to help me get better at my free throws. You could teach me a lot of really great things and a lot of great principles of, if if, you know, great shooting technique and so forth, but what's it going to take? It's going to take me going to the gym with my ball, practicing, practicing, implementing the things you taught me again and again. Ooh, that didn't work. Learning, learning, chipping away, chipping away, getting a little better, getting a little better. It's to me, that's the process with anything and everything in life. And that's exactly what I do when I help people with that bully.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think so that that bully, right? It's, I think it is key. And that's one in, in end the, of the spectrum, right? But what about that other side where sometimes it's like, Hey, how can we be a little bit more disciplined with ourselves? Mm-hmm. Right. Obviously, we don't want to beat ourselves up when we do mess up, which is inevitable, right? We can't be perfect, and we need to understand that. But how do we get to the other end of the spectrum and have a little bit more discipline with ourselves, a little bit more accountability? Um, you know, those times when we lack motivation—of seeing some chicken and broccoli and wanting mm-hmm. to see it. We see that that fudge brownie, we want to eat that instead. Like, what are some of these different ways of, of thinking? You know.
1: Yeah, that's that's a beautiful follow up, man. It's it's uh, you have been stalking me, hadn't You've been you've been checking things <laughs> out. So, Josh, I love it. Josh is doing his homework, but no, that's a, that's a perfect follow up. So, one of the concepts that I teach in my program is um, that we need a balance whenever. Because what I want to encourage people and 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 empower people to do is to coach themselves, right? Because I I can't be with them twenty four seven. You can't like it, nobody can be with someone twenty four seven. So I want to empower them, give them tools to be able to coach themselves in those tough moments. And one of the ways I do that is with what we what I call a balance between tough love and hugs. Mm. So we need to be able to give ourselves tough love in the right moment, but then also to give ourselves hugs in the right moment. So this balance between tough love and hugs. And what I mean by that exactly is this and when we just like so many things in the diet and weight loss world and so many things in life, period, we have it backwards. What people typically do when they're trying to lose weight, trying to become healthier, is they'll give themselves a hug in the moment. Like when that brownie's staring at them, when they go to the break room at work and those donuts are sitting there, they're like the mental, the mental talk. It's fast, it's fast, but it goes like, "Oh man, you know, it's you had a tough day already. Like your car barely started this morning. You know, your whatever, your phone wasn't charged up. Man, you got that nasty email, and work's been tough. Like you deserve that. You deserve that donut. You deserve that brownie. Like go ahead." Right. Go ahead. So we give ourselves a hug in the moment to make it, to go back on what we said we were going to do and make a decision that we'll regret a hug in the moment. And then later we give ourselves tough love. I can't believe you ate that. And then here comes a bully, right? Like you said, it's fuel for that bully. I can't believe you ate that brownie. You said, you said you were going to eat right to eat, whatever that means. Quote unquote, you said you're going to eat right today. You said you're going to eat good today. You've already screwed up the whole day. You ate a brownie, you ate a donut Well, you've already screwed up. You might as well just eat whatever you want the rest of the day. And then what does that do? That just pushes you further down that negative, terrible, toxic hole. So that's backwards. A hug in the moment, tough love afterwards. It does nothing but spin you towards deeper and deeper into negativity. What I teach my folks to do is to do the opposite. In the moment, practice tough love. Okay. Right now, I stepped into the break room. Here are these brownies or donuts or whatever. Okay. My neighbor just brought me some treats, whatever. I know. It's been a tough day, but you know what, man? I said, I said, I wasn't going to have any sweets. today. I'm just making something up. I'm making a goal. Up. I said, I wasn't going to have any sweets today. And so, you know what? I'm going to show up for myself. I'm, I'm going to be in integrity with what I said I'm going to do. I'm giving yeah. myself tough love right now. I'm not going to eat this. I am going to grip my teeth. I'm going to do whatever. And I say, I'm going to put these out of sight. I'm going to go ahead and take them and give them to somebody else. I'm not going to eat these, not going to eat them. And then once you do that, man, an hour later, 30 minutes later, two hours later, you just swell with this positivity, right? You're building, you're building mental muscle. You're building discipline. But what about the moments? Where does the, where does the hug come in? Well, you and I both know we're not perfect, right? So even when we try to flex that mental muscle in the moment, we try to have that tough love with ourselves. Sometimes we still give in 20 minutes passes, 30 minutes pass. We come back and we get a bite of the brownie. Well, later. Later, afterwards, instead of beating ourselves up, we go. Hold on, wait a minute. It's all right. It's all right. I slipped up. I screwed up. Give myself a hug. It's okay. But now, let me look back and learn from this. Because we can't. When we're beating ourselves up, we can't look back and learn. Ah. <laughs> but but when we give ourselves a hug afterward and go, look, look, look. Hey, think about it. If you got a child, you, if they've messed up, you want to you want to teach them a point, right? You want to help them and teach them a life lesson but you can't do it when you're like, you're terrible. Oh, you're horrible. We don't do that to a child. At least a good parent doesn't, but we do it to ourselves. So give yourself a hug in that moment. Hey, it's okay. You screwed up, but now let's look, let's look back and let's figure out why not from an an emotional standpoint, not looking through tears and a bunch of, because emotions cloud, clouds, our judgment clouds, our vision. So we got to get those emotions out of the way. It's okay. What happened? Now let me learn from it.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. I think a lot of times when you learn from you can say, hey, I could have altered this. Maybe I don't go into the brick room. I know it's in a brick room already. (laughs) Nothing good happens in the brick room, whatever the case may be. Right. Let's get away from this. Let's let's stay away from our triggers. Hey, let's bring some grapes instead or something like that. Right. But we can learn. We can think back. Uh, But I love that. I've never actually heard that. And it reminds me of, you know, that immediate gratification, delayed gratification. Right. And we know that the longer you delay something the better it actually feels. Right. Amen. And so um, I saw pictures like, Hey, do you want the cookie now? Or do you want, you know, whatever, you mm-hmm. know, intention desire that you actually wanted down the line. Do you want that? And so kind of remembering that in the moment and being a little bit more conscious in the way you think um, is great. But also too, like you said before, giving yourself that hug is so key. Self-love. And that's Amen. how you, that's how you improve the relationship with yourself, not only being disciplined and saying what you were going to do. that improves your relationship with yourself but also too when you when you kind of disobey your own contract with yourself, giving yourself that hug I love that that's that's yeah. very simple. tough love and hugs put it on yeah. a t shirt <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's right that's right and and you you mentioned the cookie and and the discipline in the moment like yeah. I think one of the key things, one of the things I encourage my people to think of is like, you're not saying no to the cookie. That's yeah. not what you're doing. Cause we, we just always think like, Oh, I can't, Oh, it's no, I can't have that. You're not saying no to the cookie right now. You're saying yes to the results that you want tomorrow. Ah, You know, like don't. So, so, and, and if that's just such a small mental shift, but man, if you, somebody can begin to embrace that, like connecting today with tomorrow, like it's not that I'm saying no to the cookie. I'm saying yes to myself, I'm saying yes to the body and the health and the life that I want to have tomorrow. You know, that's a yeah. huge thing if you can begin to grasp that and use it in the moment,
0: yeah, 100%. And so, do you is that kind of the uh, in, a, in a way, I guess, the secret, the long term secret to a better lifestyle and weight loss for folks who who may be struggling? Maybe they have mm-hmm. seen some quick weight loss from this diet that they had, and then it's inevitably they picked up all the weight again. And so mm. they've been going through this cycle, mentally, physically exhausted. What's kind of like a long-term game plan that folks can, I guess, use to just uh, have some success and, and, and kind of feel more fulfilled? Is it kind of all the things that we put all in one ball or is it some other things that folks can start to think about?
1: Well, I mean, I think I think you bring up a great point and maybe maybe even in kind of a like a in a roundabout way, like I think when we use the word, and I'm gonna answer your question because I can think of two things that i if I had to give like secrets to long term success what what those would be I'm gonna answer that, but I think that whenever we use the word secret, especially if you look at it in the marketing world, right yeah, secrets are usually related to short term results,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: really with long like like think about it. If I said, Josh, man, what's the secret to being an incredible basketball player, man, to having a, you know, a great high school and collegiate career? Y- you, I mean, <laughs> you got to learn the game. Yeah. You got to master the fundamentals. You got to stay sharp. You got to stay in good cardiovascular shape. You got to do your strength. Like there's a huge long list, right? Like, yeah. you know, you've got to study tape, you, you know, all these things. And so in my world of helping people achieve long-term weight loss success, it's, it's similar. Like they need... One of the biggest issues with diets people use diets as a vehicle right like think about a vehicle whether it's a car or a boat or an airplane we get in it or on it to go somewhere and then we get off yeah that's how people use diets as a vehicle we they get on it to hopefully get them someplace with their body and then they get off and th- the getting off part <laughs> never brings long term success right you you know you it it's like if you want to have a really nice yard if you you know you have a house and a beautiful you want to have a beautiful yard you can't go mow your grass one time you have to tend to it consistently if you want to have a beautiful flower bed or garden you have to tend to it consistently and so so you have to learn the ins and outs of of you know just good quality nutrition rather than relying on some here today gone tomorrow diet so that that's a huge part of it but if there's if there's a secret that I would say that kind of li- rides below the surface to true long-term success it is choosing and not forcing. Explain so, it. So most people from my from my perception most people try to force results. They step on the scales, oh, no, oh, I only lost 0. 0.6 pounds. I've been working so hard. What can I do? Oh, and they're forcing it and they they hate what they're eating. They maybe like their workouts at first, but they grow to hate their workouts. They hate what time they have to get up to work out. They hate their meal prep. They hate this. They hate th- They're they trying to force results because they believe if they can get the results then everything will be better. Not realizing, wait a minute, we're not going to keep doing stuff we hate. <laughs> so if we can get to a place where we go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, I'm not forcing anything. I'm choosing to do these things because it's what I want to do because it makes me feel better because it's for me, because I want to lose weight because I want a different life, because I want a better body. Then, if once you think about it, we want to do the things that we're choosing, but we we we're going to rebel against the things we're we, we're being forced to do. So once we begin to choose instead of forcing results, then, you begin to enjoy the process. Then the process becomes so much more fun. It becomes so much less stressful and less emotional because I'm choosing these things and I'm not forcing these things. I tell people in my coaching group all the time, like, look, if you're feeling some kind of animosity towards me, or I have, I have another lady in there, an incredible lady who helps me coach. I'm like, look, if you're feeling some sort of like animosity or, or like "Mm," towards me or her, that's because you're, you feel like we're forcing this on you instead of choosing it. And like, we're, I'm not forcing you. I I don't make the rules. I'm just, I'm just telling you, you know, how to get to where you want to go. And so it's that process of going from force to choice that makes, think about it, Josh, maybe you didn't love all of your basketball practice, but you love the game of basketball, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so like, did, did anybody say, man, you, you put it like, look, you got to
0: go practice. You haven't practiced
1: in three weeks. Like,
0: no. You had to. You just had to choose it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You are just choosing, man. I love the game. I want to go play the game regardless. And so that that's kind of the place it gets to be for people. And then it just becomes, once you get there, then it just becomes part of who you are and part of what you do.
0: Yeah. 100%. I think i the be, uh, kind of just letting, allowing it to happen for you and, and just choosing to do it. You know, if you, mm-hmm. if you want it, just choose to do it. They say, uh, you know, a swim, uh, A fish doesn't, have to try to swim it just swims mm. a tree doesn't just try to grow it, it grows and so when, when you commit to something um just just go ahead and and, and go for it. And, and like you said choose it and, and just like allow it to happen don't think of it as a a chore or animosity just like release and just mm-hmm. let it let it happen so i love that i love that so um cory you uh uh want to chat a little bit more about where people can find you um and then before we get to that i, I know you have a, a live um i wouldn't say webinar but like a live class for folks would love uh to to give you an opportunity to kind of share a little bit more about that
1: yeah thank you so much man so if anybody is first of all if anybody's listening to this episode and you're like man that guy's crazy then don't don't pay any attention you can just <laughs> sign over right now but but if you enjoyed any of what you heard yeah i would love to um i'd love for you to you can come check check out things on my website, corylittlecoaching.com. But what, what Josh was referring to, and this might be a great opportunity, um, on Thursday, October 27th at 8pm, I'm actually doing a, a free live class. And it's really more of like a free coaching call. And what I love for, for years, like a lot of people online, I would do web, standard webinars, you know, kind of teach something for 45 minutes or an hour, and then you know open up the chat box to a few questions. And what I really love is this, man, I love interacting with people and hearing what's going on and, you know, in their life and what weight loss struggles and obstacles they're facing and and to really try to help them, you know, move past some of those things. So that's exactly what it's going to be Thursday, October 27th, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, It's going to be like a Zoom meeting like this. I'm going to do a little teaching to open up um, and then we're going to open the floor, man. People can unmute themselves and and the, the very specific topic for that night we talked a little bit about i don't remember Josh if it was when you and i were talking before or it was actually during the episode but about how you know people get stuck in patterns and how patterns are a big part of people's lives right. and and i believe we're a product of our patterns and one of the things that i see is in the weight loss world there are kind of distinct what i call weight loss personalities and depending on what someone's unique weight loss personality is they're likely to get stuck in certain patterns and so i want to help people On that call, I want to help people determine what their weight loss personality is and then what patterns it's slinging them into so they can hopefully kind of break free and and begin to see, like I was saying earlier, begin to have that awareness of like, oh, wait, hold on, I'm doing it again. Oh, wow, I'm doing it again. You know, that way they can really begin to take some steps and and hopefully break free from those things.
0: I love it. I love it. There's so many folks that that, that can hear this message, Uh, Corey, just, just everything that you share. Um, I, I feel like it goes great with dieting and weight loss and nutrition and fitness, but life as a whole, like, you know, how can we improve our relationship with ourselves? Mm. And, um, I think that's something that everybody can think about. And I think it's, it's active. It never stops that relationship with ourselves never stops. Um, and so I love that you made folks a little bit more aware of that. Um, uh, make it, you make me even think a lot, uh, a lot about it more so um man I, I just appreciate the message that you share here today. This is uh some amazing things that people can can take practically and and move forward and, and have a better life because of it so um I don't take lightly uh the message that you share today
1: Josh thank you so much buddy it's been a it's been a pleasure and an honor to to be here today and i just really appreciate the opportunity
0: hundred percent. Our brand design and strategy is by Tessa at fivefootstudios.com. You can also follow her on Instagram at fivefootstudios. Our music is by Lakey Inspired. Go ahead and subscribe so that you never miss an episode and click the five stars to give us a rating. And most importantly, keep playing. Enjoy-